0: Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Questions. My name is Nathan Elam. I'm here with Pastor Joel. How are you doing today? Doing great. Great. Great to see you. And uh, we have kind of a beefy, lengthy question today, so we're going to split this up into four parts. Uh, but Joel's going to be answering this all right now in one take. And so we hope you enjoy this over the next four weeks as you tune in to questions. And as a reminder, subscribe to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, wherever you found this episode, YouTube, uh, like us on Facebook, and we would always love to hear from you and any future questions you might have. So today we have a question from Austin who writes in and says, what does biblical masculinity look like in the home? Pastor Joel, what does God's word have to say? That's a great question. Thanks, Austin. Looking forward to answering it. Now, in this episode, I want to address the the Christian duty of biblical manhood as it pertains to being a father, a man's Christian responsibility to his children. Now, in order to answer this question, I, I want to read um, just a paragraph or two of something that I've Previously written. Uh, looking at Exodus chapter twenty, verse twelve. It says this. Oh, that's wrong. Let's go ahead and uh can we nix that? Just keep going. I'm probably I'm gonna have to watch this one all the way through. Like very closely, so I can easily edit it. So that's fine. This okay. one will just take longer, but we have months before we have to release it. Uh, okay. All right, this is part two now, answering the question of what is biblical manhood? In uh, the first part I primarily addressed, I kind of gave a 30,000 foot view, an overview of just what it looks like for a man to uh, be a Christian in terms of his responsibilities, his duties in the home. but I specifically addressed his duties as it pertains to being a husband and and what he is called to do for his wife. Now in part two, I'm going to focus on a Christian man and his duty as a father to his children. Uh, In order to answer this, uh, I'm going to use a a paragraph or two of something that I've previously written, Um, looking at Genesis chapter one verse twenty eight. So I've written this. Here is a biblical command regarding families. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Genesis one, twenty-eight. Now, as the scripture testifies, children are most assuredly a blessing from the Lord. We live in a culture that often conveys that children are nothing more than a burden. But our God, in his word, tells us that children are a blessing from the Lord. Now, my wife and I personally, are privileged to announce that God has graciously provided us with a third little blessing who is scheduled to arrive on December 9th of this year. And our earnest prayer is that this third child would not be our last. We want to be fruitful and multiply. The Bible doesn't put a specific number on how many children a Christian couple must have, and so I'm not going to I'm not going to go beyond the jurisdiction that I have from the scripture and say that every Christian couple must have blank amount of children. But for my wife and I, our conviction is that uh, we would like to have several children, more than three. Uh, we have two so far and a third on the way, and we are still um, working towards having more. Now, Eleanor surname. She's scheduled to arrive, Lord willing, December 9th of this year. Our earnest prayer is that this third child will not be our last. And while I do believe that Scripture allows for some measure of careful and ethical family planning, I am convinced that married couples should desire and strive to have many children. However, producing children is merely one small portion of the task which the Lord has assigned to fathers as well as mothers. In addition to producing children it is both fathers and mothers but primarily according to scripture it is the father's duty to protect and provide for his children as generously as the lord would allow and a major component of this provision includes the children's education now look at ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 says this fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but rather bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. That is, educate them. Bring them up in discipline and instruction, teaching of the Lord. In light of biblical texts, and there are others such as this, I personally have become profoundly convicted that I simply cannot abdicate my responsibilities as a father by handing my children over to the secular state in order to be educated, that is, public schools, especially in the state that I currently live in, which is the state of California. Now, this means that my wife and I will be required to homeschool or to pay a significant amount in order to place each of our children in a private Christian school. So a father's duty to his children, talking about biblical manhood, what is the Christian responsibility of a man as it pertains to being a father in relation to a father's children? Well, again, that kind of 30,000-foot view, it looks like protecting and providing. And part of provision, and we might also say part of protection is to provide for your children's education and protect them from receiving secular god-hating indoctrination and one thing that I, I i so desperately long to see christians recognize is that neutrality is a myth neutrality is a myth There's no such thing as as a school that is going to simply teach a neutral worldview because there's no such thing as a neutral worldview. The scripture is clear that we're either for Christ or against him. If we're not in submission to the lordship of Jesus, then, then we ultimately are at enmity to Jesus Romans chapter eight says that the mind of the sinful man is not merely neutral or indifferent, but it is hostile towards god's law. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it. It is unwilling and unable, and so a Christian father in his duty to his children, is both to protect and provide. And part of that protection and provision includes providing a Christian education, not provoking his children to wrath, but rather training them up, instructing them, teaching them, educating them in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so he is to provide a Christian education for his children, and he is to protect them in the same vein from... an education, and indoctrination that would be antithetical and in and stark opposition, contradiction to the law of God and the truth of God's Word. And what this is going to require, especially in our nation and in our culture today as it, as it continues to grow increasingly hostile towards the things of God, is it's going to look like a man working extra hard extra hard so that his wife can be a full-time mother in the home, homeschooling their children because they're not going to send their kids to public school. Or it looks like a man working really hard so that he has extra finances so that he can pay probably a decent amount of money to put his children in a private Christian school. So whether it's his wife, him instructing and teaching his wife as she homeschools the children, or whether it's him working extra hard to have extra finances to outsource the, the children's Christian education to a private Christian school, either way, what it looks like is a man in his time In the home, teaching his own children himself, but then also working extra hard out of the home to generate enough revenue so that his wife can stay home full time and or so that he can outsource the Christian education of his children. Not entirely. He still needs to be spending time in the evenings and the weekends on the Lord's Day instructing his children in the things of God, but so that he can outsource during the workday when he's gone out of the home working. He needs to work hard enough so he can generate extra revenue so that he can pay whatever tuition is required to send his children to a private Christian school. So what does it look like to be a Christian man, biblical manhood in the home? In terms of being a husband with your wife, it looks like protection and provision. Or what does it look like with your children as a father? Protection and provision. And there's a lot that we can, so in, in both cases, it's the same. The The general principles protect and provide, protect and provide, protect and provide. Now, the the specific application of that protection and provision is going to vary from a husband to his wife versus a father to his children. And for this particular episode, In relation to a father with his children, I'm simply highlighting one aspect. So this is not meant to be exhaustive. But this is one aspect that I think Christian men often overlook. A father, in his duty to protect and provide for his children, that very much includes his children's education. And when a father deliberately chooses to send his children to a public school, especially in the state of California, especially in 2020 or 2021, I believe that he is abdicating his role in being a Christian father. I believe it's wrong. That's a strong statement to say that, you know, because a lot of guys, you know, they would say it's, it's maybe ideal to homeschool or ideal to send your kids to a private Christian school, but they wouldn't go so far as to say that a father choosing to send his children to a public school is sin. Well, 20 years ago in Oklahoma, maybe not. Maybe I wouldn't go that far. But today, yeah, I'm willing to go that far. I believe that a Christian man is not permitted by God to send his children to Caesar for their education. Caesar is at enmity with God, at least in our nation. The secular state is hostile towards God. There's no such thing as neutrality. The education that your children will receive if they go to a public school, especially in a liberal state, in this day and age, is an education that is not indifferent towards the things of God, but at enmity towards the things of God. As a father, if you hand your children over to Caesar to be educated, You cannot claim to be shocked or surprised when you hand your kids to Caesar and they come back as Romans. Think of what Jesus said when he was questioned by the religious rulers of his day. They asked whether or not it was lawful to pay taxes to Caesar. Jesus answers the question by looking at a coin. And he says, Whose image is on this coin? They respond by saying, Caesar's. Jesus then says, Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, but render unto God what is God's. Now on a coin, we see the image of Caesar. But in the faces of our children, who are created in the image of God, not Caesar, we see the image of God. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. A coin bears Caesar's image, but a child bears the image of Of God. Render unto God what is God's. Christian fathers, listen to me. Do not hand over your children to Caesar. Render your children to God. Do not provoke them to anger. Do not exasperate your children by handing them over to the state, but rather train them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. You can do that as a father. Through homeschooling, or you can do that through a private Christian education. Either way is going to require you to be incredibly intentional with your children at home and to be incredibly disciplined as you work to generate income outside of the home. So what does it look like in a nutshell? If you're a Christian man, you're going to be tired. (laughs) you're going to be exhausted. You're going to work long hours, really hard, to make as much money as you can to provide and protect for your wife and children. And when you get home from a long day of work, you're going to work some more. You're going to love your wife. You're going to love your children. You're going to train them up, instruct them, teach them. And you're going to render unto God what is God's. And don't you dare hand what belongs to the Lord over to the state. All right. As a special thank you for your gift of any amount, we'll be happy to send you a free digital book from our store. To access this offer, visit rightresponseministries.com offer. We highly recommend Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? If you or someone you know has wrestled with doubts about the love of God, this would be a great resource. As a reminder, to get this offer, go to rightresponseministries.com offer, and thank you for your generous support.